0: Yes, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode number 52. I'm your host, Kyle.
1: I'm Justin. And I'm John.
0: Um, This episode we will be, will be covering Jason Goes to Hell. It's part of our Halfway to Halloween series, and this is from the 90s. Um, but first we'll start with some housekeeping.
2: And now it's time for Has Kyle seen it? No. <laughs> um John, do you have anything for Kyle?
1: To see if Kyle has seen it?
3: I do. Justin, right, well. do you think Kyle has seen Howard the Duck? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Not at all. Kyle, have you seen <clears throat> Howard the
0: Duck? I don't think I ever sat down and watched it all, but I've definitely seen you know most of it. Oh. Um, really? really it's, a, it's a Marvel movie. <laughs> well...
3: I don't think they'll be including that in the MCU anytime soon.
0: He's already in it.
3: I know, but it's not yeah. the same.
0: Yeah, uh, it's not. Seth Green yeah. isn't the Maybe same. not in it, but yeah, I get you.
3: Seth Green plays. How was the, What movie was he in?
0: The Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He's technically um, in Infinity War or Endgame. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's like in. You can zoom in, and he's like fighting. Yeah.
2: Oh. Wow, he's got okay. a
1: few little. Little cameo spots here and there, yeah.
0: Yeah, he might be in the um, new one too. Who knows?
1: Well, we'll we'll go with this 1994 comedy classic starring Dennis Leary. Although we've probably already asked this, and, but I came across it anyway.
3: The ref. Hmm. I don't think he has. No. You should. It's funny. The ref. The
1: ref. Yeah. Dennis Leary. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: hmm mm-hmm.
3: Judy Davis, Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a Christmas movie. A, a guy holds a family hostage and just kind of, you know, fucking Dennis Leary at his finest. Which is something. Mm-hmm.
2: Dennis Leary is
1: great.
3: Um. Well,
0: that was a half a yes and a no, so, you know, I'm improving. Wow, but, <laughs> what, a, what a rousing
2: game.
0: Yeah. Um, but back to housekeeping. Um, so beginning with this episode, our episode video will be released on Saturdays following the audio drop on all podcast platforms on Friday. So again, Friday's audio version on podcast platforms and Saturdays will be the video podcast on our YouTube channel, um, you know, www.youtube.com slash at moviebarpod. Um, and then... Be sure to subscribe as well, and we'll be posting you know, movie reviews and a bunch more movie stuff on our YouTube.
2: Yeah, we're
1: gonna have to do the.
2: Subscribe, yeah, the like,
0: yeah I know. Make a little animated intro too.
3: I already did. I'm I'm ahead of the game. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to rock and roll. I had some downtime this weekend, so long weekend. I had some downtime. Mm-hmm. And I cleaned the entire house too. Although
1: to be fair, remember once you see us, you cannot unsee
2: us
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you know, like we say, we're just average guys doing an average movie podcast for average movie fans shoot
0: we're shooting for the stars,
3: yeah, we are, we really are, so
0: um. Do you guys have any big news stories that you've
3: seen or any new trailers? Um the only uh HBO Max is becoming the Max and they Yeah. already started with a list of like shows to be developed or new uh, sequels, reboots or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah, um, there was
0: I I feel like there's a ton of announcements and stuff. Yeah, like
3: a new Harry Potter movie with the original cast where they're all like 30 or something. <laughs> I can't no, no.
1: wait for them to, you know, green light all these things and get them fully made and then well, hire to do them.
0: The Harry Potter thing was, um, it's a reboot, like a TV series.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a seven season yeah. TV series where every season is a book.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Which is also, that's probably more crazier than the old cast coming back. You figured that's, you know, when was the last one? Like less than 10 years ago? Or 10 years ago? Um, and they're already rebooting it. Like it'll make money, which is crazy.
1: But. Well, they're doing The Lord of the Rings
0: again. Well, they're okay. not remaking those movies. They're just doing more Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, I'm
1: just saying. They're doing the three movies again. When? Somebody's oh, remaking them, really? so that's what I've heard.
3: Game of Thrones spinoff. Wow, uh, we knew
1: uh, those were coming.
3: Yeah. Uh, the Penguin is getting a spin-off. Eh, the Conjuring Universe to... will expand to TV. Uh, a new show based off of the Big Bang Theory universe. Yay. Bazinga. Hey, Hunter loves it. I love that show. I used to watch uh, Hunter's excited for Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai, which comes out next month right around his birthday, too. Um, Stranger Thing. Oh, never mind. That's Netflix. But yeah, Yeah. so So I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, it's be interesting to see how this transition happens. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm
0: not against because, like, you know, sometimes I would have, I would, I wasn't like a long time subscriber of Discovery Plus, where I always had HBO Max, but like, you know, sometimes there's stuff on Discover I want to watch so I'm glad it's two streaming services more famous. My kids
1: want to see like Mythbusters and stuff, and that's the only way you can get them.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, it's definitely way more convenient. So but I'm not I'm, paying I'm for out. it, so,
1: yeah.
3: you know. Yeah, that was it. Um, then um, I mean, the trailer for the George Foreman movie, that looks intriguing. Oh, yeah, I saw it in theaters. The trailer, last time I went. Um, I
0: One big trailer I saw was um, The Last Voyage of Demeter, I think. And it's um it's like a Dracula movie, but it, it yeah. takes place where it's just on the boat. And, like, they're kind of describing it as alien on a ship with Dracula. So I haven't actually watched the trailer. I've seen, like, a, some clips from it, but not the full thing. But that premise alone sounds awesome. Um, David Das Malkin is in it. Um, so that should be fun. I think it comes out later this year.
3: And Joe Bob starts up again this week at the last yeah. drive in
0: on Shutter. On the twenty first. Evil Dead Rise comes out this week as well. Very big week.
3: I know. You're very excited for it. Yeah.
0: So Um Why don't we move on to the movies we've watched this week and uh you can start John.
3: Oh. Okay. So as I said, I did have some downtime. Over the last oh few God, days. This is gonna
1: be a long list. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: that's why I went with you first. Uh it started Tuesday. I I watched the uh life and death of Owen Hart, which was a documentary about pro wrestler Owen Hart that was killed during a pay per view event. It was one of the bonus features on the Hitman Hart Wrestling with Shadows Blu ray, so I think it was on A and E back in the nineties or two thousands. Um and then I watched the movie Haunt. I had seen it before, but had forgotten all about it. And then I came across some things, and I was like, "Oh, let me watch Haunt." And then I watched 247 degrees Fahrenheit, which was about three people locked in a sauna. It's not what I thought it was. I thought it was- <laughs> John was open.
2: Bow, bow, bow.
3: No, was I you know I thought it was like a, a killer locked him in there. But I mean, Tyler Maine is in it. Scout Taylor Compton. Um, then I watched the jerk. We need to cover that movie. I don't know. I'm surprised we haven't yet. Um, which then led me to bowfinger, which was, uh, Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy. And then I watched game night with Rachel McAdams, which then led me to red eye, which I'll talk about later. Um, then I watched super troopers one and two and bear fest. And the Slam and Salmon, all from the Broken Lizard guys. I guess they have a new movie on Hulu, Quasi, about Quasimodo. We gotta check that out. I watched Saw 2, uh, Don John, Jurassic World Dominion. Then today here in Boston, it's Patriots Day, so I watched Patriots Day and then i saw that there's a new documentary on netflix the american manhunt the boston marathon bombing like that shit is worth the watch it's three episodes about an hour apiece and it breaks down from like the moment the bombings happen and go all the way to when they catch him in the boat and all the stuff that happened in between freaking chaotic and then I watched Jason Goes to Hell: The Final Friday. So, Justin.
1: Oh, sorry. Let me wake up from that. That was a long one. <laughs> um. So, I uh I watched uh, the Fugitive this week. Talk about that later. Um. I I made the mistake of watching some movie on Amazon Prime with the family called Family Camp. Uh oh. Oh, very, <laughs> very, very preachy, very Jesusy, and not funny at all. That that movie was just terrible, with a capital Charles Barkley. Terrible. Is um, it a
3: cartoon or uh, li- no? Uh, it's live, live
1: action. Right? It's live action. Not and there's only one actor I know, and he is always just a bit part somewhere in the background, and yeah. he's the. Yeah, I ever know. Um, but uh, today I also watched uh, Ticket to Paradise with uh, Clooney and uh, Roberts there. That was a pretty good movie. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched uh, Jason Goes to Hell, obviously. Um, then I watched Son in Law, Polly Shore. Sure, yep. And then got extremely, extremely disappointed when I found mm-hmm. out you do not have Encino Man. And Encino Man is nowhere available to watch stream
2: for free. So that kind of let me down on all fronts. Um, but, you know, it's good times. <laughs>
3: I'll make sure it's on there by next weekend so you can watch it, okay?
1: Well, I'm sure I'll be already over my little poly shortcake by then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I, have, I had a very short week. I, uh. I, the Jason Takes Manhattan, I watched, and then Jason Goes to Hell, because those are the last two Friday the 13th movies I I hadn't seen before, and then, uh, I also watched Evil Dead too but that's it, um, just those three, and, uh, one, it's a TV show, but I watched it, um, it's called Jury Duty, have you guys heard of
3: it? That's the one on Netflix, or?
0: No, it's on Freevee which is just okay. a random free streaming service, but it's, um, so it's based, there's six episodes out now, I gotta watch it recent too but it's like a completely fake jury and like court case but there's one guy that doesn't know that so it's like crazy stuff's going on and like james Marsden's in it and he's he's playing himself so he's like playing like everybody's like oh like they kind of know him but you know it's james martin so it's like he's an a-list but the one guy is like has no idea that it's fake and it's just so funny because like they're kind of messing with him the whole time and crazy stuff's going on but It's, uh, I definitely recommend it.
3: Is it a reality show or is it, like, scripted?
0: Well, it's scripted, but there's a lot of improv because, like, the one guy doesn't know. So, like, if the actors are talking to the guy, it sounds like the
1: reverse of that, um, detective show on Netflix.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And I'm, you know, like, obviously I want to see the guy's reaction when he finds out it's all fake because he's already, by episode four, like, what is going on. Like this is not what I imagine Jerry Duty would be mm-hmm. like, but I definitely recommend it. Um and it starts up quick, so you you'll get into it. And mm-hmm. uh I also watched beef on Netflix, which is also great. So Beef. What's beef yeah. about? <clears throat> so it's um Oh great. So the premise is yeah, just road rage. But it oh. escalates like a lot. <laughs> Super funny. It's one of my favorite shows I've watched in a while. It's Steven Young is the main character, him and Ali Wong. Um oh. Yeah, definitely recommend that. I I haven't finished that either, but seven episodes in and it's just it's so good. Um, yeah. Um, then we'll go into the pick of the week and uh, why don't you start this time, Justin?
1: I knew you're gonna do that. <laughs> uh, so I went with a nice little classic,
2: The Fugitive.
1: Wrongfully accused of murdering his wife, Richard Kimball, played by Harrison Ford escapes from the law in an attempt to find her killer and clear his name. Pursuing him is a team of U.S. Marshals led by Deputy Samuel Gerard, played by Tommy Lee Jones, a determined detective who will not rest until Richard is captured. As Richard leads the team through a series of intricate chases, he discovers the secrets behind his wife's death and struggles to expose the killer before it's too late. It's released on August 6th, 1993, directed by Andrew Davis and this is the story about the man who developed the mendable
3: claw
2: <laughs> Good stuff
3: great it's been movie a while since it's been a while since I've seen that
2: yeah, it was
1: on the other day, and I was just like, "This is a great movie to watch to wash some dishes too
3: so. <laughs> oh, he's so domesticated oh,
1: it's either that or a stinky house so. I'll, I'll take doing the dishes and watching a movie.
3: <laughs> I, I cleaned the living room watching the, the uh, American Manhunt, so, you know. John, what is your pick of the week? All right, my pick of the week is Wes Craven's Red Eye. Um, in the wake of her grandmother's funeral, hotel manager Lisa Reisert, played by Rachel McAdams, is wanting is waiting to fly back home when she meets charming Jackson Ripner, played by Killian Murphy, at check-in. She thinks it's luck when they are seated together on the plane, but soon learns. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Jackson hopes to assassinate the head of Homeland Security, but to do so, he needs Lisa to reassign the official's room number at her hotel. As an insurance, Jackson has kidnapped Lisa's father, played by Brian Cox. It was released on August 4, 2005, and it was directed by Wes Craven, um, they just came out with a 4k release of it, which, uh, I, I love this movie. Like, you know, the suspense during it, the, this action, like, you know, friggin' stabs them with a pen. Like it's crazy. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. I've always wanted to watch that.
0: It's cool because it's not like straight horror, so it's cool. It must be cool to see Wes Craven do something kind of different.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's one of his lesser known movies. Like, you know, when everybody talks Wes Craven, you know, the Nightmare on Elm Street screen, stuff mm-hmm. like that, but very rarely mentioned. I'm surprised they came out with a 4K of it, but. Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> my pick this week was, uh, Evil Dead from 2013, which has probably been my pick before, but. I think like three
3: or four times, but
0: whatever. Once. Once before. Mia, played by Jane Levy, a drug addict, is determined to kick the habit. To end that, she asks her brother, David, played by Shiloh Fernandez, his girlfriend, Natalie, played by Elizabeth Blackmore, and their friends, Olivia, played by Jessica Lucas, and Eric, played by Lou Taylor Pucci, to accompany her to the family's remote forest cabin to help her through the withdrawal. Um, Eric finds a mysterious book of the dead at the cabin and reads aloud from it, awakening an ancient demon. All hell breaks loose when the malevolent entity possesses Mia. Um, it came out April 5th, 2013, so almost 10 years ago. Directed by Fede Alvarez. And, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, you no, know, I love the old ones, but I also love this one equally. And, uh, the new one comes out this week, so I'm definitely planning to rewatch this before that.
3: Yeah. I remember seeing this in theaters with you, Justin. That was the first time we had reclining seats at the AMC.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that was 10 years ago.
3: I think it was, too.
1: No, it has to have been. I mean, it was released April 5th, 2013, so, yeah, 10 years ago.
3: I know. I know. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Sure. I
1: don't believe you. You've been hitting the head a lot. I know, because I did it.
0: On that note, let's <laughs> move on to our main topic. Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. So, this you is rated... go to Hell.
1: You're not Jason.
0: Are you defending Jason or this movie? I don't know yet. Um, so it's rated R, came out August 13th in 1993. Um, I think like 4 years after Jason Takes Manhattan, um directed by Adam Marcus. At a box office of 15.9 million on a budget of only three million. Cinet- cinematography by Bill Dill, That's um, quite edited, mean. yeah, edited by David Handman. Um, music by Harry Manfredi, Fredini, and that that name sounds familiar. He's probably done a lot of stuff. Um, production company Sean S. Cunningham Films, who's you know the original creator and stuff, and the reason why there hasn't been one in a while. And then uh distributed by New Line Cinema. Its running time is like 88 minutes or 90 for the unrated. And it's not streaming at a so you'll have to rent it.
2: <laughs>
1: and as the cast, we have John D. LeMay, Stephen Freeman. Gary Keegan is Jessica Kimball. Stephen Williams is Creighton Duke. Stephen Culp is Robert Campbell. Aaron Gray is Diana Kimball. Rusty Schwimmer is Joey B. Richard Grant is Colonel Phil Leslie Jordan is Shelby B. Billy Greenbush is Sheriff Ed Landis Kip Marcus is Officer Randy Parker Andrew Blox Deputy Josh Adam Craner as Ward B. Allison Smith Vicky Sanders Good old Kane Hodder playing Jason Voorhees in Security Guard Number Two and the hand of Freddy Krueger.
3: Yes. I'm glad somebody um, put that. I forgot to put that. So,
0: a few years after his supposed demise in Manhattan in that awful movie, um, Jason Voorhees has been inexplicably resurrected and returns to Camp Crystal Lake. Um, and he's stalking a lone woman. It's kind of your typical Friday the 13th opening.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but we All soon discover. Are right there at the beginning.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> So after taking a shower, the woman flees and she's running. And we, after she does kind of barrel roll, there's some lights turned on. Um, we discover she's an undercover FBI agent, and they she was luring Jason to an ambush where you know a ton of armed FBI and SWAT agents kind of shoot him, and a rocket comes down and blows him up. Um, and you know he explodes, and we see his heart out beating still for like 10 minutes after. Can we talk?
1: (laughs) Which part of this do you want to start with?
3: (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen this before. So I'm watching it, and she's barrel rolling over a car, wearing a towel, and then doing flips and somersaults and all that shit. That should have been a dead sign she was no normal, (laughs) you know, Friday the 13th first victim. (laughs) <laughs>
2: like, I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. And then when these lights just start turning on all over the place, I was just like, with, like, I was a little lost. I thought, like, are they filming a Jason movie? Is that how this movie starts? That's what like, I thought, too. And then all these FBI guys, they get up and they start shooting and they have them surrounded So each and every one of those police officers should probably also be dead, because they were all pretty well (laughs) aimed at everything. (laughs) And then their little air raid, which like you see the kind of thing blow up like five feet behind him, and then all of a sudden he's just like, if it was that big, they'd all been dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit. All right, a lot of bit over the top. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I didn't like hearing Jason getting hit with the bullets.
2: Mm, yeah.
1: It just it, it didn't sit right with me. The whole thing just like it it it, it felt like exactly what it was kind of like a late 80s movie made in the early 90s. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have yeah. you guys seen the one before when he goes to New York?
1: I know I've seen it, but it's been a long-ass time since I've yeah, seen same, it.
0: Because, yeah. you know, I, I watched that because I was like, I got to watch this because the last two I need to see. And that one is so bad. So, like... Even though you know this one has some rough moments that are over the top, like I welcome over the top because the last one is just so
1: boring. After you take your 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 character out of their element, it's gone. It's jumping sharp. Yeah. Starts.
3: Well, yeah. that's what fans wanted. We'll take them out of the summer camp. Take them out. Okay. Well, like, so let's take a cruise to the New York City.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The f- yeah. The. In oh. the, the last, the oh, geez, it was so bad. Like that's why I'm glad this one, like. This one's entertaining, but the other one, I I really hate it. Jason goes to Manhattan.
1: In New York, he wouldn't be able to walk down the fucking street without killing everybody in his path because
0: every single one of them. (laughs) Yeah, he leaves, like, most people alone. And, like, he also, that movie, he, you know, he teleports a lot. But that movie, like, you don't even see him walk. Like, he just appears and kills somebody. And then it's never, there's no, he just appears everywhere. It doesn't make any sense. We're, you know, He normally does that, but I don't
1: know.
3: And as we get on with this movie, you'll see if you can figure out what my big problem with this movie was. Oh, Because... What thing was it. Is the, <laughs> I mean... I mean, the next scene pretty much sets it up like, what the fuck? Seriously? This is yeah. what we've come to? I mean, I know we're nine deep at this point, and ideas are kind of out the window, but... To <laughs> Sit there and transfer by eating his heart, and then you know transferring his soul like that. That takes it to a whole nother level. But anyway, so Jason's remains are now sent to a morgue, um, where his still beating heart entices the coroner to eat it because you know when I see a beating heart, I want to eat too. But you know whatever.
1: I mean this like this whole. Autopsy scene. Like, I get that, like, it's his job, so he's gonna be lighthearted and all that stuff. But, like, at some point, this guy's got blood on his face. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's pretty good. And did you see his glove get stuck in the goddamn body bag when he was opening it, and him
2: struggling
1: the whole time to try and remove his glove from the bag?
2: And yeah. having no success. <laughs> so,
1: but like the the heart wasn't beating. It's just there. It's, the, it's the other thing. Like I was good with it. And when it started beating, I was still okay with it. When the dude picked it up and started eating it for no reason and no explanation.
3: I know, yeah. they should have.
1: I was like, yeah.
3: Well, yeah. once he eats it, he Jason's soul possesses him, and Jason in the coroner's body escapes some wood. And like when the other guy came in, the other, um, coroner. coroner, yeah. And he's like, just imagine we're the only two people that could say whatever we want to Jason Voorhees and live. First of all, your partner is covered in fucking blood all over his face and his hands around his mouth. That's a sign. Get After out. After
1: he's been autopsying 30 to 40% of a human being. Yeah. So like and, there shouldn't be that much blood left.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm surprised that the body pieces were even that big considering it blew up. Like, and then, you know, he takes the, um, what was it, the, the Impalers? And did you see well, when his bad. when his face gets lifted off of the grate, and it's just yeah. the, the pieces are pulling out of the grate like that was, was like law- awful. Yeah, yes, that, that was-, was cool. And then he goes outside, and the two FBR guides, FBI guards, sorry, um, a very young and dashing looking Kane Hodder, a nice mullet. Yeah, I
1: like the whole time from this first second I saw him standing there, it looked like his left arm was fake. Like, it looked like he was holding a fake arm in place, and then he'd go do the pat down. And I'm like, yeah. okay, it's a real arm. And then they'd show him again, and he'd be standing there like that. And just the way he's standing, this his left, I'm like, is Jason, like, going to come out and, like, rip his arm off and then, like, beat him with it? And that's why he's got a fake arm or
2: something? But no,
1: it's just weird the way he was standing. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, hopeful that that's what's going to happen. It didn't happen.
3: Well, see, this whole time I was trying to figure out exactly who the, the coroner was that ate the heart, and then I just realized it's George Washington Duke from Rocky V. But, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, very young-looking Kane Hodder. Kills the two security guards. And then for no reason whatsoever, three – Partying teenagers goes to Crystal Lake, and they get killed while having sex. Well, two of them well, are.
1: I mean, and we kind of missed a big thing in there, in, in in that part where you know meeting basically, um, the main characters. Right? Yeah. Well, a couple of them, um, like that, um, the mother there.
3: Uh yeah. Uh and the um the bounty hunter.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. uh Mr. Crate Duke. Yeah. Um and the, the other Kimball there, Diana Kimball, um, who worked at that diner there. Um so you get the little backstory there, but like and then you got you know, the other main guy there, what's his face?
3: The officer. Uh,
1: no, uh, not the officer. the 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 husband of Jessica, there, the the kid's father.
3: Oh Joey. yeah, no, you know Joey the, was the uh, glasses. Robert um, Robert Campbell, yes. Um,
1: no, Robert was the old dude. He was oh. The anyway, Stephen. Stephen, there we go. Um, who wasn't listed here?
3: Yes, he is. He was Robert. first. John Steve, D. LeMay. I'm sorry,
1: my bad, Stephen. Anyway, so you get to meet Stephen and that weird-ass interaction of him picking up the hitchhikers.
3: Hey, that's what you did in the early 90s. You just stopped and picked up.
1: Well, I mean, he picked them up, but, like, immediately this teenage girl, well, I guess that's what we're, you know, they're teenagers, um, and this kid who's, what, 20-something maybe? Yeah. Like, but he's the nerdy glasses Type guy, yeah, he's yeah. wearing the high school jacket, but he doesn't strike me as the quarterback of the football team at all. Like throughout any of this, but like he's just some mega chick magnet. I don't that that doesn't happen. That that's not how that works. I mean, it's every you know teenager's fantasy when they watch you know the internet for their first few months, but. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. That was a little weirded out by that whole interaction.
3: Um, but and then we I mean, also meet American crime stories. Yeah, oh. I mean, we
1: get American crime stories there, Robert, and all that. But uh, what did you think of that, those kills out there in the woods?
3: I mean, there. there was nothing really extravagant about the first one. It was, you know, just sliced her up and then. Yeah. But the second one, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. What Saul sudden "Pull through the hole."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting like when she got stabbed. I was like, "Oh, like whatever." She just got stabbed, but when he, you know, for I quick was second, expecting get both of them,
2: you know, with yeah. the downward, <laughs>
0: you know. But when you know <laughs> he slices up, that was unexpected, but it was cool. Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. Because I feel like normally, like none of the Friday Thirteenth movies really have like super gory stuff. I feel like that might be up there. One of them, I think maybe Jason lives.
1: But, so, there you go. Now we got two police officers coming to investigate the murders. And Jason kills one of them and possesses the other. Um, And during this time you get Creighton Duke discovering that only members of this whole voodoo mumbo jumbo, goddammit. Duke discovers that only members of Jason's bloodline can permanently kill him. You know, it took him
3: nine movies to figure to, that out, too. Yeah, to his original
1: <laughs> near invincible state, if he possesses a family member. So they give you the whole voodoo mumbo jumbo here, and yeah, you're right. I don't agree with that. I I think that that was, you know, they're just trying to give them an excuse to make more movies. Yeah.
3: You know. Um, the next really one. Awesome. That's, that's the space.
1: You know, that was a choice. <laughs> it didn't need to be made, but it was a choice that got yes. made. I mean, I. A I, one. I think
0: Jason X compared to these last three is like the greatest movie ever.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's definitely better than these cheaply yeah. made ones. I mean, did you what? What vibe did you get from the opening credits?
2: Oh, I know is.
1: you you weren't alive for it, but that to me screamed elementary school clip art.
2: Yeah. Oh, this opening credits, <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: I mean, it was pretty. You could tell, like the new features, like they had like the effects in the words oh, that yeah, made yeah. it look kind of cool. But it it was, yeah, yeah. Um it Wasn't great. So yeah, Jason X is definitely far better than this one, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: you know, um, so we discover that the living relatives of Jason are his half sister, Diana Kimball, her daughter, Jessica, and then Stephanie, who's the infant daughter of Jessica, and then Stephen, the guy with the glasses. Um, and so that kind of sets up that Jessica, the baby, Stephen, oh, yeah, sorry, Stephanie, the baby. Jessica, Stephen are all very important. Obviously Diana, who's Jason's sister, apparently. Um so Jason heads to Diana's house and attempts to possess her, but Stephen defends her. Um Diana is killed, leaving just Jessica and Stephanie of the Voorhees bloodline. And uh Jason escapes and Stephen is blamed for Diana's murder sorry, Diana's murder and is arrested. Um kind of putting him back where he started.
3: And that's crazy. You can only see Jason in the mirror. Yeah. Like,
0: uh, you know, obviously it's disappointing that Jason's not in this movie, but, you know, I feel like a lot of this movie's, like, wasted potential, because, like, maybe they could have done a cool, like, thing-type thing going on um, and added more, like, body horror stuff and, like, added more Jasonness and, like, maybe you don't just see him in the mirror. Like, you see him glimpses of him or something, but... Yeah. yeah.
3: Imagine putting on all that makeup just for that one little scene in that house. Yeah. You know, where you stand there choking a person, but. Um,
1: I mean, it, again, it, the whole voodoo, I, I can't stand the voodoo just to kind of extend it. Um,
2: but, I mean, you got to do something with it. What else could you do? Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Um like it's I mean, better than you know, him just killing people again at a camp. You know? Like they tried yeah. to do something which is honorable.
3: But see, this is when it gets into like the Halloween dilemma where it's like, okay, now he has family, now Yeah. Like you know, but, it seems like every movie they're developing something new and that yeah. probably should have been out, you know. Five or six movies ago, but yeah, yeah. Considering it,
1: in the first movie, you know, it's his mother doing all the killings, and yeah, you know, there's no mention of a sister or anything. Yeah, yeah. And the house was, you know, not this big two story <laughs> half mansion that's well up kept. It was
3: some dingy yeah.
1: shack, you know. So there's there's some continuity issues, that's
2: for sure. Well...
3: Well, now we're in jail and um Stephen meets the bounty hunter Duke and he provides Stephen with information about Jason and his relation to Jessica while breaking his fingers. It's like that I didn't understand that. Bad but bounty hunter. Bad bounty hunter. But determined to get to Jessica before Jason does. Stephen escapes from jail. And then Stephen goes to the Voorhees house to find evidence to convince Jessica of her ties to Jason. But instead finds Jessica's boyfriend from American Crime Stories, Robert Case Campbell. Files. Case Files. I'm sorry. American Case Files host Robert Campbell, who enters the house and reveals his secret plan to have them find uh Jessica's mother in the Voorhees house. And he's to spice up the show's ratings by emphasizing Jason's return from death, having stolen Diana's body from the morgue for this reason. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, he goes from, like, general creepy news guy to super fucking creep douche. Real hey. Quick.
3: hey, man, it must have been Sweeps Week or something. Got to boost them ratings.
1: I mean... That he's a pretty terrible human being, so he got everything he deserved.
3: Yes, and then he, <laughs> then he becomes possessed. Yeah, and I
1: mean, and, I mean that. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just go there, and then we'll discuss that. <laughs> Jason appears, grabs Campbell, transfers his heart to him through their mouths, which was disturbing. A little yeah. little blah, 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 in there, you know, not not very good. Uh, so now in Campbell's body, Jason leaves with Steven in pursuit and attempts to possess Jessica to be reborn. And during that time, you know, you see him hiding, trying to just peep at what's going on between this little transfer and then the old deputy guy. Oh boy. Like I, I they didn't explain why you just start to melt and just become puddle of ooze on the ground. But it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did that really well. Like when they go back to that scene and he's lifting his head off the floor and it's just mm-hmm. that pink sheen of liquid gooey bleh with the jawbone on the floor. That was that was a pretty good scene.
3: That was cool. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: That was pretty good. Uh, we get Steven coming in for the save as he's trying to get Jessica. Steven hits him, drags Jessica to his car where he's trying to explain the situation. But of course, you know, you killed my mom. Why the hell would I believe you? Even though you just saved me from getting killed by crazy, creepy copy dudes. Uh, but she kicks him out, takes off without him, goes to the police station.
0: Um, so Jason arrives at the police station and swiftly kills all the officers along his path to Jessica. Um, now believing Stephen, Jessica accompanies him to the diner to retrieve um, the baby Stephanie.
3: Um, uh, one second. I, I I don't know if it was in the notes or if we missed it, but can we talk about the scene when the lady's getting into the car and he just slams the car door on her head? That doesn't show it. Completely, but did you guys catch that? I think it's when it becomes the cop. The cop meets one of the like a nurse or something and he slams the door and that looked like that could have been a cool kill, but like the minute the car door hits her head, it cuts to the next scene.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's a problem with a lot of the later Friday the 13th movies. Like there's a moment where it's like... Yeah, and, like, you think it might be a cool kill, but then it just, like, shows, like, Jason, like...
1: It's probably one of those things, they shot it, they had an idea for it, it didn't pan out, it didn't look so good, so they just, you know, they show you what they show you, and you should be glad to get what you get. Yeah. Um,
0: Like, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, there's not a single cool kill in that movie. Like, it's just like, oh, he was stabbed, and you don't see him get stabbed. Or there's two people are, like, thrown off the boat. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so they're on their way to the diner, and, uh, Jason arrives at the diner, and he's attacked by the shop's owners and a waitress, all of whom he kills, one of which, you know, was friends with Jessica and, you know, was looking after Stephanie, um, and that, that kind of, the, Jason kind of, you know, does the head pop where he, like, crushes her head, but you don't really see much.
3: Um, can we talk about that elbow to the face?
1: Yes, lady's chin get boom. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Right after dipping the other dude's head in the fryer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
3: I thought I was seeing things, but I had to rewind it and go back and watch that. I was like, "Oh damn, that was a that was a hard elbow." <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it took me a second to kind of
1: figure out what was going on. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then the shotgun blast that he took the shoulder, the ribs. It's indestructible.
0: Um, Jessica and Stephen then discover a note from Duke, who escaped his cell, um, telling him that he has Stephanie and is demanding that Jessica meet him at the Voorhees house alone. So he's kind of plotting. Um, what do you guys think of Duke overall?
3: I think he's an asshole. <laughs> Cocky asshole. Yeah. Very douchey. Yeah. Very douchey. But. You know, and then like you know, I want five hundred thousand dollars to kill Jason. Like, dude,
1: he's like, i the one who can, but he's he can't. He
2: literally yeah. can't. Yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, then he wants to get paid for information, so he breaks the dude's fingers. Like, what the hell! I did think the
0: finger breaking scene was funny, though. Like, I I feel like they're trying to go over the top, especially. When he's like, the the last one, he's like, it's going to cost you a lot. And then he's like, this one's on the house. After the guy, like, is ready yeah. for it. I don't know.
3: Well, Jessica abandons Steven so she can go meet up with Duke and is given the mystical dagger that she can use to kill Jason permanently. A police officer enters the diner only for Jason to transfer his heart into him. Here we go. How many times have we transferred now? Four?
2: Something like that.
3: Um Duke falls through the floor of the Voye's house just as Sheriff Landis and Officer Randy arrive to confront Jessica. Landis is accidentally killed with a dagger, which Jessica then drops, Jason possessing Randy, attempts to be reborn through Stephanie, and but Stephen arrives and kills him with a machete. Jason's heart, which has grown into a demonic infant, crawls out of Randy's neck. Um, then Steven and Jessica pull Duke out of the basement as the creature discovers Diana's body and slithers up to her, allowing Jason to be reborn and burst up to the floor in his original body and fully clothed and masked. So now he's being reborn with the mask.
1: And through insertion, exactly where you thought he was going to go in when they showed it. <laughs>
3: Yes, a little
1: creepy, uh, but funny. A
3: little odd. Kind of reminded me of um, Nightmare Five. You know, when Baby Krueger. But yeah, that... he
1: couldn't be born without the hockey the hockey mask, because then it's just that then it wouldn't be his iconic
2: thing. He was also but, born with a nice, neat blue jumpsuit that had convenient holes in it exactly
1: where
3: it had holes in it before. So it must have been taken his last form. I don't know. A lot of questions, not enough answers. I'll tell you that. Correct. This is the Jason we have. This is the Jason we get. Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, but there were so many questions during all of that. I mean, the whole Like After she stabs him, And he falls on her with the dagger still in his chest. The dagger magically is just like Yeah. Falls out and goes across the floor. And she was
3: so close to grabbing the dagger every time. (laughs) While reaching under the cabinet or whatever, like her hand was literally on it and she's like, I can't find it. I can't find it.
1: And then magically pushes it into a hole. Yeah. I mean, come on. But anyway. So. While Stephen and Jessica attempt to retrieve the dagger, Duke distracts Jason and is killed. Haha, uh-huh, sucker. Jason turns his attention to Jessica before Stephen tackles him through a window to battle outside, where Jason just takes his sweet-ass time for the first time in nine movies. You know, I mean, he's beating them like a rented goddamn mule or a red-headed stepchild and taking his time. He tips that playground thing over. I'm thinking, all right, pick him up, swing him at it, and stick out a couple of those things now. Like what, what, where, where did this less aggressive Jason come from?
3: He was just reborn. He got to regather all his thoughts, all the, man.
1: All, all of a sudden he's not just a murderous brute. Now he's just a, ah, I'm going to beat you up really good.
3: Yeah. He's a bully. That's all he is. I
1: mean, come on. Anyway, two battle. Well, Jessica retrieves the dagger. She jumps up and in probably the most anticlimactic death I've seen in this movie, reaches over the shoulder and stabs him in the heart. And in which point John's favorite start part starts happening in which all these lights come down from heaven. And, and Jason leaves Jason in lights and then he gets dragged down into hell forever and ever. Until Freddy's claw comes up and takes him back down into the dirt.
3: So, this movie happened in what year? I can't remember. Ninety-three.
1: I looked it up, and then after it, the other one came out in 2003. So, yes, ten years.
3: Took (sighs) ten years for them to finally meet. Uh, Like, but this just adds Freddy Krueger to Kane Hodder's list where now he's played every uh cinematic slasher Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Leatherface, Michael Myers, Victor Crowley. He's completed the the five feats of hell I guess you could say. But but yeah, this ending <laughs>
1: He's so voodoo-y
2: and hinky and just, yeah. nah. Nah. Um, what do you guys
0: think, you know, now that we're out in New York and kind of not just at a summer camp of just, you know, small town Crystal Lake?
3: I Yeah, I
1: appreciate them giving him legs, but it should have been his legs, not somebody else's legs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, it would have been. Like, if it was Jason, you know, actually in the town causing more chaos, like, than just at a summer camp, that could have been
3: cool. Well, next thing yeah. you know, they'll put him in a town and they'll be running around,
1: Evil Dies
2: Tonight! Oh, God. You're and right. The
1: title could have been A Bunch of People Die and Then Jason Goes to Hell. Should have yeah. been the title <laughs> Or,
0: like, give Jason, like, you know, like, I, I think. For the Friday 13th skin, um, Tom Savini did a Jason skin where he's, like, you know, it has got hell, like, hell fire and stuff on him. Like, do something like that if you want to do something with hell. Uber like, Jason for the game, yeah. Right? Yeah. We were talking about Uber Jason. That's well, no, called. Uber Jason's the Jason X one. There's, like, a, it's like.
3: Oh, the Savini Jason. I thought yeah, they called yeah. it Uber Jason, but.
0: Yeah. Like, something like that, you know. If you want to upgrade him, give him something like that. You know, like, don't, you know, make him a worm that goes into different people and not even like I said, I, I think this movie is a lot of just wasted potential. Like if they were going to get creative, I feel like they just weren't creative enough because instead of like having, you know, the people we possess do something interesting, it's just people like acting like Jason and badly
3: acting like Jason, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Because it, it just feels goofy.
3: In every movie, he has a different outfit. Where does he keep all these freaking clothes?
0: Yeah. You know it's also interesting? Since I, I watched them all recently, like, this is the only one, besides the clothing changes, where, like, the ending of the last one just doesn't line up at all with the next one. Because he literally, like, melts in the last one. That's the ending, is him melting. Yeah. And then he's suddenly back. Where the other ones, it's like, he's kind of destroyed or something, but then he's back. But this yeah, really...
1: I don't know, this one was awfully rough.
0: Yeah.
1: I can only imagine watching the one before it. Thankfully, I didn't have
0: to. Yeah, that, that made me enjoy this one more because that one was so bad where this one seemed amazing compared to it. So, um, but what do you guys kind of think of the effects and the, did you guys like Jason's
3: costume in this for when he was on screen? The costume, no. I mean, that, there's no, uh, consistency. With Jason throughout ten movies, yeah, like, like I know it's more modern now, but like Victor Crowley, same outfit, Freddie. Well, yeah, the same person doing. Yeah, but Victor there's no Crowley reason. The time. But there's no reason why you can't have Jason wearing the same freaking outfit. Actually,
1: there might be. There's probably copyrights and all that crap. I'm willing to bet.
0: Yeah, is there is there a reason why they abandoned like Friday Thirteenth and the last two are Jason, and even the next like it goes from Friday Thirteenth to just Jason, and I wonder if there's a reason for that.
3: My guess oh. would be that New Line acquired Jason from Sean S. Cunningham. Yeah. Whereas Friday was owned by that Victor guy. Yeah. Oh, and that's probably where. And now, like, we see this lawsuit where, you know, this guy, uh, I can't remember his name, Victor, but, you know, he wrote the original Friday the 13th. Yeah. But who's not in the original Friday the 13th? Jason. Jason, as we know him in Friday, too. So I think they might have just had the rights to Jason. Yeah. But not. Friday the Thirteenth, like, but it's still part of the series, and you know when they do releases, it's in there. Yeah, but that would be my guess. Yeah, because I think New Line acquired Jason in hopes of doing Freddy versus Jason, but you know, as you as we just discussed, it took ten years. Yeah, so, um. But there's no reason why they can't... Jason is Jason and it should have had the same outfit.
2: Freddy Krueger
3: had the same outfit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I, I like the outfit changes. I think it's just a new kind of something going on. Like, uh, (laughs) if he was also in the same thing, it would be a little more boring. Yeah, But especially because, like, you know, in part seven, when he has, like, a noose around his neck, and he's very zombie skeleton-ish. I, it's, I think it's a cool look. But then in six, he has, like, gloves on and stuff, which is weird. But it's still cool. I don't know. I yeah. kind of like it.
3: Um, what, what about the effects and all that? I mean, the effects were, I mean, there wasn't really many effects. Yeah. But when so, they did them, they were good. The stuff coming down from the, the sky, those looked fake as hell. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when, I agree. The, like those lighting effects were terrible.
3: Yeah. Like once was, again, back to Justin's comment earlier, that looked like something that was done clip art. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the, the, the graphics were bad.
1: The melting people were great.
3: Yeah. And the kill in the tent was awesome too.
1: Yeah. kill in the tent was
0: great. When uh, even the even thing comes like, out of the guy's head too. <laughs> kind of crawls out.
2: The elbow. The elbow, yeah. Yeah, there's some yeah. good stuff in um, what was your favorite kill? The tent. The girl yeah. in the tent. Yeah, I agree.
1: I think the guy melting was better. Yeah. It wasn't so much... I mean, it was in that he transferred it on, and that's just how you die after you do that, so mm-hmm. I'm going to count that. Cool.
0: Um, and what about the length? 88 minutes to 90. I think we usually agree that's pretty good.
1: Generally, but... But for this movie, it was too long. Yeah, This
3: could have gone an hour, and I would have been happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
3: um,
0: and then, do you recommend this movie?
3: If you're a fan of Jason, yes. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend this as the first Friday or Jason movie to watch, but... Yeah, there's definitely better ones. Yeah.
1: I would only recommend this if you're a completist...
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you like completing series, watch it. If not, just, just avoid it. Do yourself a yeah. favor. It. Or if
3: you it, want to that. see a young Kane hodder with a mullet.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, but that's not even a big enough draw. Sorry. You can look um, pictures up of that online.
2: <laughs>
0: so, obviously, we know there was a sequel, Jason X, which kind of. Abandon the Freddy thing temporarily. That came out in 2001, and Jason is somehow alive again. And you know he's killed everybody on Earth. I think that's something they say, but they finally caught him and froze him. And you know what? A thousand years later, he's unleashed. And I don't know. J- Jason X. You can skip this and watch Jason X if you really want to. Um,
3: Look at the time difference between this one and Jason X. Yeah, eight years. Especially with how
0: relentlessly they came out in the 80s, like they were. That's sure what that. they came out
3: with. Yeah, they were an every other, every year thing. Yeah. And now, eight years, and that's what you got us, Jason X. For. Okay. Yeah,
0: and then that was followed by Freddy vs. Jason in 2003, where they finally, you know, finally met. Um, Talk
3: about a letdown, Jesus. Yeah,
0: I gotta rewatch that, but. Um, and I, I believe there was supposed to be, you know, there's an evil dead tease in this. And I think they were actually wanting to do an evil, uh, Freddy vs Jason versus Ash, but that didn't pan out probably cause Freddy vs Jason is what it is. Um, and then eventually it was rebooted. I think that was 2009.
3: Um, and I actually really liked the reboot. Um, the reboot was good. It takes yeah. a little bit of all, all the good stuff from like, you know, the sleep and yeah. day kill. Uh, you have Derek Mears as Jason mm mm-hmm. yeah, It's like the first three movies kind of combined. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but that didn't lead anywhere, and then there's a whole lawsuit. But now it seems like that might be settled. I know we're at least there's – they're doing a Crystal Lake series, whatever that's going to mean. And it's a, a prequel to the original. Yeah, so who uh, knows? Like peacock. Yeah, it's produced by A24, though, which is interesting. Um, oh, Lord. And so who knows if we'll get another one. I doubt it will be a sequel to this. So, um, John, what is your rating?
2: I give it a three. Justin? I'm going to go to two and a quarter. I will do
0: 2.75. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, IMDb gave it a 4.1 out of 10. Um, Rotten Tomatoes was 16%, and The Letterboxd was 1.8 out of 5. Um, so, Jason deserved to go to hell, I think.
1: Put that anywhere, John. It's cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well, next week, it will be a good movie. We're covering 2007's
2: The Mist. Stephen King and Frank Darabont. So... Watch it. The colored
3: version is on Voodoo, But I picked up a Blu-ray... Hey, now, did you just... Did you just... What did you call it? What'd I say?
2: The colored version?
3: Yeah. (laughs) But on... Well, we've
1: already been kicked off of YouTube.
3: Yeah. Well, it was a fun ride on YouTube. (laughs) But no. So apparently there's two versions of this film. I I bought a Blu-ray of it a couple weeks ago, and it has the version with color and then a black and white version. I'm going to watch, try to watch both of them, but I'm going to watch the black and white version first.
2: I don't think that the color is really gonna change much. I think there's I enough know. in there.
1: Like my big thing with this movie is twist at the end is
3: Don't spoil it.
2: Oh the twist. Yeah. Um and then the the just the
1: the the the, the people's interactions inside the grocery store. And just that lady, oh, oh dear God, I want to. Marsha Gray-Hudson, yes, I want to skin her alive myself. I mean, Kyle. she does terrific job yes. of being that preaching Jesus freak.
3: Yeah, not <laughs> there's anything wrong with that. Nope, Kyle, a ha- with
1: religion just don't be crazy about it.
3: Kyle, have you seen the mist? Uh, I'm not, but I do know the twist. Okay. So. So. That'll be next week.
2: Well, on that note, the
0: bar is now closed. Um, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, at Movie bar Pod on YouTube, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook.
1: We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com.
3: Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebar.outlook.com. Please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And... Be sure to like, review, and subscribe on YouTube. Thank you for listening.
2: Hit
3: the bell in the right left or right hand corner. I don't know yet. It's in there somewhere. But thanks for listening. Goodbye.
2: Go bees! Bye.